Now here's the best. Stay tuned, sports podcast. And yes, hello there, all you stay tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here. Unfortunately, by myself this week, uh, shoulders O'Brien is a little under the weather. Hopefully, he gets better so he can come back next week and we could discuss about what happened with the Eagles why are they not in the playoffs or did they make the playoffs it could be a happy show or somber show we never know but so there is still some stuff to to talk about Uh, some NHL stuff Jeremy Roenick being suspended we'll talk a little bit about that and I figured also since we talked a little bit about a possible MVP candidates last week why not talk a little bit about possible Rookie of the Year candidates this week? Uh, before we do all that, though, head over to Twitter. Follow us there at ST Sports Podcast, as well as myself, Jimbo ST Sports. Like our Facebook page. Um, and also, please, subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to us. Hit that subscribe button, the follow button. We would much appreciate it. I hope everybody's holiday has been really good. It's been really good for us, for my family, and I I know for uh, shoulders as well. But this is actually going to be our last episode until the new year. So before I forget, I just want to wish everybody a happy new year, and hopefully you guys are all safe. And let's just get into it. So yeah, like I said, Jeremy Roenick suspended by NBC Sports. This past Monday for making inappropriate comments about his co-workers on uh, the Spit and Chicklets podcast. Now, the one that really jumps out to me, especially in this day and age where, you know, everybody has a cell phone, you, you, the pictures, you know, the, we remember a couple weeks ago with Jay Gruden uh, smoking the, the, the well, we think the marijuana, but never really came about. So he, so Jeremy Roenick came out and said that him and his wife, as well as fellow co-worker, uh, Catherine Tappen, just recently went to a vacation together, all together, because they're all friends. And Roenick made the comment that when a resort guest asked about the situation, you know, Jeremy Roenick and with two women, he recalled that he said, I play it off like we're going to bed together every night, the three of us. Come on, dude. You, you like, did you not think something was going to happen there? You know, I mean, even if you're trying to be funny, that's just blatant. I mean, you knew you're on... TV almost every Flyers game or uh, Wednesday night rivalries or whatever they call it now. Why would you say something like that? I mean, yeah, you could joke around and say, oh, yeah, that's just, uh, you know, three of us having a friend get together. But to, to say not only that, but he also did say 
later in the, the podcast that uh, he was kind of hoping it would come about. Him, his wife, and Tappan. I mean... God, I wonder. I mean, some, some of the hits from his career finally I mean, not start thinking or something like that. Like, you, you just can't say that. You know, even 10 years ago, it's still inappropriate comments. And I, I'm actually surprised NBC hasn't fired him completely. Um, all they said was they suspended him indefinitely without pay. You know, with the recent Don Cherry comments a couple weeks back, you know, all the inappropriate uh, abuse from NHL hockey coaches, those guys getting fired. Surprise NBC didn't make a statement and just outright release them. I mean, it's not like it's not like Wayne Gretzky giving commentary. You know, Ronick was a good player back in the day, so he, he knows his hockey, but just curious to see where this all ends up. Now, he also, not only did he make comments about Catherine Tappan, but he also made comments about Patrick Sharp and Anson Carter. Um, I forget if it was Sharp or Carter. But he actually said, you know, it's good it's good that, you know, you, you could look at a beautiful face like that and they know no hockey. And if they were to ask me about going into the bedroom together or whatnot, I would have to pause to think about it. Like, you know, and, and spitting chiclets isn't like some low tier, you know, just started out hockey podcast. They've been around for a while. So, you know, people are going to be listening. And like I said, you know, it's one thing to try to be funny, but there's one. It's another thing to go over the line with these comments. Now, the one thing I am surprised about is um, Catherine Tappan because she released a, a, a statement and said, while Jeremy and I continue to be good friends, what he said was unacceptable, especially among workplace colleagues. I do not condone his comments. How can you be friends with him still? After making those comments, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, your trust in him has to be, as a friend, has to be compromised. How can you ever look at him in a straight face knowing that that's what he looks at? That he joked around about him his wife, and you having sex together. I mean, Ronick as a, a former Flyer player, and me being a Flyers fan, I'd say get rid of him. Cut your ties and, and just, just fire him. I mean, like I said, he's nothing nothing too special. He knows some hockey, and I would just, just cut it out. But, you know, I do have one question for Jeremy Ronick. And that is. You're not really that stupid, are you? Because I really think he is. Now, another situation that kind of happened with a Philadelphia um, 
background backdrop if you want to call it that I know we really don't cover too much basketball news but this one I, I had to put my two cents in and that was Isaiah Thomas being suspended three games for going into the stands to confront a Philadelphia Sixers fan now last Saturday is when this all happened what what all exactly happened was in the second half of the basketball game with the Sixers he missed the first three for, uh, three throw and I partly blame Wells Fargo for this but they run a a thing that if the um, free throw shooter misses both shots all the fans get a voucher for a free frosty from Wendy's well Thomas made us the, the second basket and after the whistle was blown for you know the, the play to be dead or whatever he walked in up into the stands it only looked like it was maybe like five or six rows into the, the stands those floor seats and said to the guy, you know, don't do that. That's disrespectful. Be a fan. Just don't do that. And all the guy said is, I'm sorry, I just wanted a Frosty. Now, what Thomas uh, said was in, in his statement after the game, when I missed the first three throw and made the second, I'm running back and the fan has both of his middle fingers up and said, F you, bitch, three times. And that's when the timeout got called, and that's when Thomas went after the fan. I, in a way, don't blame Thomas for confronting it. And I actually, I actually am very pleased to see how he handled that situation. You know, we, we remember the, the incident years back with the Pacers, and I think it was the Pistons, where run our test ran into the stands and a big the big melee happened yes Isaiah Thomas confronted the fan but never raised his voice never cursed at him never uh, brought his, his hands up like he wanted to fight him but the NBA still suspended him and what their statement was, was the NBA rules state that any player who deliberately enters the spectator stands during a game will be automatically ejected and subjected to a fine or suspension. This bright line rule is intended to prevent altercations and other hostile interactions between players and fans for the benefit of both and is therefore enforced even in circumstances such as these when the encounter between Thomas and fan did not escalate. Is NBA going to do anything to Wells Fargo? Or whoever put this, uh, you know, win a free Frosty from Wendy's thing? Because they're the ones pushing it. You know, there's, there's nothing in there saying, hey, you can't use bad language or flip them the bird or anything like that. I think Wells Fargo should be... I'm sorry, not Wells Fargo. The Sixers. Because the Sixers run the promotion at Wells Fargo about the, the the frosty. I think the Sixers, 
even though I'm a Philadelphia fan, should be fine some way. Now, now you ask, what happened to those two fans? Well, they've been banned from Wells Fargo Arena for a year, and the season ticket holder who transferred the pair of tickets has lost his season tickets because of these two morons. I just, I don't agree with the, the suspension. I would be okay with a big fine, which I, I think they said was, the fine he got was 70000 If it was a little more than that, I would have been okay with it. But I definitely do think the Sixers should get some type of punishment for having this promotion in place. So we're going to take a quick little break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about possible Rookie of the Year candidates. As well as the final week of the NFL season for the Philadelphia Eagles. And recap last week. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your good friend Jibbo from Stay Tuned Sports. Are you looking to get into writing or putting out podcasts to give your hot takes or your opinion about certain subjects of the major sports or even e-gaming? Well, head over to bellyupsports.com and send the guys a message to get some information about how you could join our family. I've been part of the Bailey Up Sports family since February, and I'll tell you what. It's a, a bunch of great guys and gals help each other all out. And don't judge each other about what we put out there. So if you're interested, head over to bailiopsports.com. Send a message to the guys. We're looking for writers, editors, even podcasters. So again, that is bailiopsports.com. Head over there, message them, and even read some of our articles. And welcome back, guys, to Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jibbo still here. Brian is out today being sick, but hopefully he'll be back next week. So before the break, I said about uh, possible Rookie of the Year candidates for the NFL. And before I get into that, I want to bring up also a kind of a surprising move that happened earlier today. New Orleans Saints brought in Antonio Brown. For your workout. First off, if Antonio Brown is normal and actually signed with the Saints and was actually eligible to play for the Saints, can you imagine that wide receiving crew? Michael Thomas and Antonio Brown. I mean, uh, Michael Thomas already has the record for most catches in a season. Um, just has been lights out the past two, three years with Drew's, uh, Drew Brees throwing the ball. And for everybody saying, well, how can you say, you know, how, you know, just imagine what that team's going to be. What about Kaepernick? This is two totally different things. First off, 
for all the people that are saying all oh, the the tryout that the NFL set up was a scam, Kaepernick decided on his own to move his workout that the NFL set up somewhere else. That's on him. With all the stuff going on with Antonio Brown, like me and O'Brien always argue over, he hasn't been charged. The investigation is still going on. Two totally different things. Now, with that being said about the investigation, right before I came on to record, Sean Payton did come out and say they're just doing their due diligence. He wasn't the only receiver brought in. And him and the Saints organization needs more clarification on his availability for this season and the postseason. Because, let's not forget, the NFL is investigating all these accusations against Antonio Brown and has said that if any team signs him, he can be put on the commissioner exempt list at any point during the investigation. Me personally, I think what's going to happen is if the Saints sign him, you're going to see the very next day or maybe within hours he'll be put on the commissioner exemplist. I think there's just too many allegations going on and with how the NFL kind of runs things. I mean, it took, what, two years for the, the Cam Newton Uber driver thing to get figured out. They're just too inconsistent and you, you just gotta think that they would put them on the exempt list just to cover their butt because if they don't what's the PR uh, backlash that they may get and if he doesn't get put on the exempt list kind of going back to how I start this uh, topic with you gotta figure they have to be the the team to beat in the NFC I mean, you got two number one receivers on your receiving core with Drew Brees throwing the ball. You know, obviously, Antonio Brown is your your burner. Michael Thomas has always been your quantity over quality. The only major, major question that would have to be answered is, can Antonio Brown deal with Michael Thomas getting 12, 15 targets a game and Brown maybe only getting five or six looks a game. I just can't see that working out between Brown and the Saints because of his, his past with being a diva. So that's my two cents about Antonio Brown possibly going to the Saints. Rookie of the Year candidates. So, going into this, you know, first thing I thought of was like, you got to think Josh Jacobs from Oakland, the running back. I mean, he's played really well all year round. But then, as I start looking at some of the rookies, and it, this may come across as me just being an Eagles fan, 
you got to consider Miles Sanders. Now, before I get into why Miles Sanders, the other two that I have up there, and one may get dropped off because he's not playing this week, is Washington's Terry McLaurin. He has 58 catches, almost 1,000 yards, and seven touchdowns as a rookie on a team that is absolutely terrible. I mean, almost like almost as big of a laughing stock as the Cleveland Browns. But he was already ruled out that he's not playing this week. He's not going to get the 1,000 yards. The seven touchdowns, that, that jumps out big to me. I mean, the 900 yards does too. Off of 58 catches. And then... I did have Jacksonville uh, Jaguars Minshew on here. But when I looked at him compared to Kyler Murray, the thing that scared me about Minshew was he has like seven fumbles lost. To me, that's big. Yes, his touchdown to interception ratio is a little bit better than Murray's. Doesn't have as many yards. And also, Murray has 500-plus rushing yards. Now, getting back to Miles Sanders, he has 766 yards rushing, plus another 500 yards receiving, and six total touchdowns. Jacobs, I really think this rookie of the year is down to Jacobs and Miles Sanders. Now, Jacobs isn't playing this week because he had surgery, I believe, on his leg this past week. I think, honestly, if Miles Sanders could put a 100-plus yard rushing game together with 40 or 50 receiving yards, you really got to think he, he's got to be it. He's got to be the, the rookie of the year. I mean, yeah, Kyle Murray... Yo, he's got the rushing yards. He's got the passing yards. But right now, he's 18 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. I mean, he'd be a good number two, uh, like a second place uh, guy for rookie of the year. But I really think it's, it's down to Jacobs and Miles Sanders. And if Sanders puts a good enough game together, I think he could steal us away from Josh Jacobs especially being out. And this is all actually in, on top of that too. This is only I believe like his 14th game he's starting for the year, Miles Sanders. I mean, these past 6-7 games, he's really shown that he could be the lead back that Philly wants and needs, which going into some Philadelphia talk here, that's what Doug Peterson said. You know, Jordan Howard is coming back, but they are sticking with the high, hot hand and going to feature Miles Sanders. I hope Peterson sticks to his word because it's been shown good. I would love to see a Boston Scott, Miles Sanders with Jordan Howard being our short yardage guy. Instead of doing third and one, fourth and one shotgun, which I was screaming at the TV last week about, you stick him in there, 
And he'll get that yard. It's it's proven. Now, last week we had the Dallas Cowboys, and luckily we won 17-9. And I see some people bashing Carson Wentz. What are you talking about? They they barely beat the, the Cowboys 17-9. Um, well, let's remember this. Jake Elliott missed two field goals. They're six points. That's 23-9. Miles Sanders, and this play right here showed his maturity, could have ran one in for a touchdown but slid down at the 20 or 30-yard line to kill the clock. So right there is another six points, seven points if you go for the extra point. That's 30-9. to With practice squad and rookie receivers, banged up defense players, you know, you had Fletcher Cox with the, the elbow thing. Derek Barnett was banged up. So, this game wasn't as close as the score showed, I believed. And when we needed Wentz to show up, he showed up, and so did Miles Sanders and Greg Ward. And the thing I love about this receiving core now and I was thinking about this, you know, earlier in the year when Wentz was having the issues with the receivers and, and receivers dropping balls and this and that. Aguilar and Jeffrey hasn't played since Wentz has been getting this mojo back. Aguilar and Jeffrey was supposedly the anonymous source to Howard Eskrin. They're out of, out of the, the picture right now. You got these young guys coming in, playing, knowing that people are counting them out. It almost feels like 2017 with these these kids, these wide receiver kids, that they don't have a care in the world. They're going to go out and ball. And that's what they've been doing. And that's what really, to me, I took away from this Dallas game. Now, for whoever's been listening since day one with Stay Tuned Sports here, Y'all know I hate the Dallas Cowboys. Always did, always will. I don't like any of our division teams because that's just what you're supposed to do. Dallas Cowboys, I hate. Giants, I dislike. Redskins, I dislike. But when I woke up Monday morning and saw that the Dallas Cowboys plane could not take off and they were stuck in Philly for two or three more hours after a, a deflating loss to the Eagles. I was loving it. That, was, that started my day off so beautifully. They were stuck on the, the buses at the Lincoln Financial because their plane was deemed unfit to fly and due to uh, mechanical issues. They actually did not get onto the plane until about 11 o'clock at night. That was roughly two, three hours after the game got over. I loved it. Now, basically, we win, we're in. We hold our destiny. We have the Giants this week. Daniel Jones is supposed to be back in there to start. We got Jordan Howard back, but right before I came on to record came out Zach Ertz has been declared out I'm a little worried 
But if Dallas Goddard could have another good game like he did last game, I think we'll be okay. But it's a divisional game. Can't look past the Giants. Hopefully, we could pull off this win. Even if we don't win, we still have a slim chance at making the playoffs. But we would need the help of the Washington Redskins, who are not having Dwayne uh, Haskins in there. He's out due to his ankle injury. So uh, Casey Keenum is going to be starting, who's not a bad quarterback if he's on. I just don't want to go into playoffs with us losing the game and Dallas losing the game. And we're going in on a loss. That's not how you want to start the playoffs off. So... I'm expecting a close win against the Giants just because they are young. Their defense still needs a little work. I think our boys are going to step up to the challenge. They know what's up there. They know what's right in front of them. I could see a 21-17 win from the Philadelphia Eagles. And hopefully next Friday you'll hear me and O'Brien Happy for the win. Just have to wait and see, I guess. So I think that's going to be it for this week. Uh, I will be back tomorrow for our MMA combat show. Before we go, head over to Twitter. Follow us there at ST Sports Podcast. Follow myself at JimboST Sports. Like our Facebook page. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Next year, there's a lot of stuff coming that hopefully I will be announcing in a week or two from me and O'Brien. So stay tuned, and I'll see you next year.